Welcome to our next episode of Open Mic. Uh, today, I'd like to welcome Mark Money, who is the Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Uh, Mark, thanks for taking some time. I know your schedule is, and calendar is crazy, and I appreciate you uh, and, and having this conversation with me about talent. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Mike. So let's let's jump right in. Um, so frontline leaders, we, we do a lot of work and research around frontline leaders and the impact they have. And uh, we, we really, we, we all know that they touch the majority of the workforce. Uh, so when aligning your business and your people strategies, how does development of those mid-level managers or that leadership in the mid-level play into your strategy? Well, Mike, you and I have worked for years on exactly this issue because I think we both share this belief that middle management is, is something if we want to talk about whether it's policy implementation, communication, ultimately the climate of our organization, it doesn't get there. We don't have that cascading of management's uh, lip service, management's uh, you know, senior leadership's view if you don't really have middle management on board. Um, so I, I really think we need to pay more attention. And I'll tell you at the university, you know, we've got 3,400 FTE, uh, over 4,400 headcount. And that does not include about 4,000 student employees, 25,000 students. If we don't really engage our middle management in um, what's going on, it's, it's, we're not going to succeed as an organization. So I, I think they're really much more important than a lot of times we think. A lot of attention from the outside goes to the C-level, C-suite, um, you know, senior leaders. Um, and sure, they set the tone, but without middle management uh, really engaged, you don't get there at all. So I'm, I'm a big fan of really developing and continuing to promote and particularly to engage middle management in much more say than they typically have. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I'm, uh, my next question, I, I, I'm really interested in, in your perspective. Uh, as you had said, we've worked together for a long years, a lot of years, and I know you have a good depth of knowledge on a lot of the trends that are happening out there uh, facing industry these days. You know, what are some of the micro and macro trends in the marketplace that are that you're seeing impacting your your ability at the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee to attract and retain the talent that you need? Well, I'm like uh, everybody is in the same current. It seems like we're all we're all in that um, world of, of huge talent challenges, uh, both in terms of attraction or retention and whether it's uh, people that that are just they got comfortable working remotely and it's, 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 you know, the, the whole psychological contract that changed, um, you know, and, and, and some folks are opting for early retirement or um, changing in professions. All those things are, 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 are not unique to the university. And while we provide a lot of talent um, as a university and, and our output, you know, graduates is, 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 is what everybody would like to have in terms of, of the talent. We ourselves are not immune from those same pressures. So how I'll refer to some of the, micro things, um, maybe you meant it a little bit differently, but my translation of that is, what are some of the internal things that are going on? So I'll, I'll view it that way. And then I'll look at macro, some of the larger external forces that are working. Uh, you might've had something different in mind, but for micro, I think about the opportunities and I have, I have this actual interesting phenomenon where I've got, for example, communication people or web developers or others that internally I've got a wage differentials that I've never had to deal with before because some areas are more capable of responding to market forces. So I've now got this cannibalization internal in some, in some parts of the university. It's kind of interesting that we really haven't dealt with that before. So that's one kind of micro thing. I think there's also the issue of um, growth opportunities that 
you and I know, you know, that we've always had to put those in front of folks. You never want to stop people from, from those opportunities. But boy, there's these hungers and there's these opportunities today we've never seen. So I think providing that type of engagement, giving people opportunities. The other end of the extreme is there's a lot of people that are burned out. You don't have to go very far in our trade journals, looking at the Chronicle of Higher Education or uh, a number of different uh, areas that, that talk about this. And there's a lot of blogs out there um, where faculty and staff are, are really um, you know, challenged. We've got this interesting industry where we haven't been known for agility and change. And so people want change. People want you know, these, these opportunities and not getting them. It's like, oh man, more of this. But the morale and burnout also come from, in some ways, doing double duty. So that's a big factor, meaning that everybody's had to do, and I think you can appreciate this yourself, being forced to go online if you weren't already there, and then having some students who really need and want a lot more um, engaged tutoring, a lot of, of special attention. It's a bigger burden on a lot of our faculty and staff, and I think they've been doing heroic work, but now we're going into the third year of a pandemic, Hopefully we're out of it in a large way, but there's still a lot of that, that, that type of burnout. So those are some of the micro pressures that are going on. Um, I, I do think one other aspect that is critically important that I'm seeing rise to the surface is that relationship quality between employees and their leaders, employees and their colleagues. And boy, if you don't have that dialed in, if that's not working, forget it in the workplace today. So on the macro side of things, uh, kind of similar things, but the big one is pay people have these huge opportunities for pay increases. Same job elsewhere, maybe paying more, but also growth opportunities as well. The retirements we've seen and the, 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 the real interesting um, uh, seismic shifts in the workforce created a lot of opportunities. Um, at the same time, macro factors are, um, there's a lot of people who have been um, dislocated. One of my colleagues, uh, Shatania Brown at, at uh, Employ Milwaukee talks about a lot of dislocated individuals. So there's people who have been left out so I think that's a macro trend we've got to take um, uh, into consideration much more. We need short-term credentials to help get these folks that are currently under or unemployed really back into it. These are folks with 15 to 20, 25 years of work experience. They're good, solid workers, work ethic, but their skill sets don't fit anymore. There's been that kind of disjunction where, where they're no longer um, uh, quite as, as, as well fit. So, so I think that's a huge opportunity to bring some folks back into the workforce um, but back to pay, you know, with the inflation that's going on, we've had to up our game and we're paying more. It's, it's really hitting if your business, if your organization is already uh, teetering a little bit because we can't raise prices very easily. I've had a tuition freeze. You might have just seen it in the news over the weekend on Thursday and Friday, the Board of Regents committed again to another year of tuition freeze. So here we are, 10th year of price freeze. And that's really hard because our costs go up, healthcare costs go up, insurance costs, certainly building costs, as you know. Department of Administration have been giving us a factor of 6% prior to the pandemic, inflation every year. Now they're in double digits. That's what you're looking at in terms of state building projects. So it's, it's pretty significant. So those are some of the micro and macro factors that are going on that make us have to improve our game, be on a better edge in terms of how we create environments that motivate and reward people to stick around. Yeah, and Mark, I appreciate that you you put in there, there's, there's so many things that target, whether it be financial or resources um, and, and how you allocate those resources that you have that are limited. Um, you know, however, you did call out the the element of 
all that being said, still having a manager that you feel you can work for is is instrumental in that retention. And I think we tend to forget that sometimes with some of these bigger challenges. And the, the uh, you know, one of the things I also know about you just throughout our history is is how how much purpose is how important that is to you, right? And it's it's not just that you're there to do something, but you're doing it for a reason. That's that's why I know that you're in on the education side of things. How how do you find how does uh, UW Milwaukee find talent that aligns with that purpose that purpose, especially in a market where the the talent access is limited? You still don't want to compromise that. Yeah, you nailed a big issue for us, and it does it's it's a boon and a and a curse. And I curse is too strong a word, but education like healthcare uh, and, and religion, they're callings, they, they really are. And individuals that align well with our work, and I think this is probably true of most organizations, really do respond to that higher, higher calling. Um, you're able to transform uh, individuals. There's nothing, nothing that, you know, you can, you can really tell the folks that are dialed in. They want to participate. They volunteer to help at graduation. Uh, they do everything in their power to help students succeed. And it's just so heartwarming. You know, I was walking across campus today. We've got these orientation programs and seeing the students who help as employees help with that. Um, the faculty and staff that are engaged, it's heartwarming. And I just get in there with them. It's just so fun to welcome students, summer programs, talk about where they're going to be living. That exciting moment, if you think about that, not just undergraduate, but masters and people who are coming back, they're seeking to improve their lives and we can help with that. What's greater than that? Now, here's the, here's the, the, the challenging part of it. People who are doing those jobs um, are like, like all organizations, there's fewer of them and they can make a lot of money elsewhere. Higher education is not known for you know people getting wealthy. It's, it's, it's you know, um, as a grad student, I was told, you take a vow of poverty. You know, that's yeah. that's the kind of the, the, the mission and calling. Um, you know, I, I, I gave up the collar for this. What? You know, it's like that's that's um, that's the challenge. But um, we do prevail. And I'll tell you, the people that stay at Milwaukee are those that above and beyond. Not only that, we have a distinct mission as an access university to really help serve populations that otherwise wouldn't have as much um, opportunity, as well as being a research university. So those two together um, really can be very powerful in terms of being able to engage and have our students help in, in nursing homes, have our students help in environmental issues, like to bring Bradford Beach back um, from where it was 12 and 15 years ago. Um, you know, as our grad students and faculty that really help discover the real causes of a lot of the pollution. So, so those are things that making a difference in healthcare and, and making smarter, faster, uh, longer lasting concrete uh, in terms of, you know, I mean, I can just give you example after example. So that's, that's really the exciting part, um, but it's a challenge. There's no question about it. Absolutely. The, um, are there anything, is there anything that you're doing as, a, as an organization that is maybe innovative or unique when it comes to how you're attra attracting or retaining uh, your people? Well, I would like to say we do more of this than we probably really do. But one unique thing that we've been uh, engaging our employees, and, and I'll, first, let me just say, we all know that historically you've got to engage employees. You've got to let them have more say and control and, and, and really have more autonomy. That, that's kind of a given. But we're trying to change the mindset to point out that, that instead of having um, this idea that, well, you know, that employees might say, geez, 
you know, managers, supervisors, they're, they're, they're holding us back or they're not doing this or they're not raising the pay. We're trying to turn that table and share with employees, what can you do? What are the things that are important to you? Not just as individuals, but collectively. How do, how do you want to create a workforce, whether it's around the basic stuff in terms of scheduling, uh, but the social events and development events, responsibility in the workplace, and also how the work is done? We've got to unleash workers in a much, much bigger way. So it's, it's the antithesis of we can manage better. We can get out of the way more. <laughs> it's more, more like it. So that's one unique strategy that I find to work pretty well because employees, I, I can tell you historically, particularly in some of our areas that are either unionized or have historically been unionized, um, you know, there hasn't been some of the supervisory quality that I'd like to, to have, the, the, the engagement, the listening, the communication. Um, so really changing that mindset is something that's making a big difference for our employees in those areas. I've also been having, I'm coming up on my 21st town hall in, in, since the pandemic began. Prior to this, in my work, I would have had two kind of community activities. That, well, I'm doing seven or eight a year now. So I'm really kind of opening the kimono, sharing budget, sharing information in a way that we never have before. And really showing, you know, when, it, when the COVID fears were quite high, here's the numbers, here's what we're doing in terms of, um, you know, where you can get your, your shots, where you can be vaccinated, where you can get screening, where you can do the testing. We had a lot of that we brought in-house. So really trying to lead in that way. Um, but it has changed us an awful lot. So, so those are a couple of things that we're doing. Oh, great. Great. Well, Mark, I really appreciate you taking some time. It's, uh, you know, every, every great organization, um, you know, has, is built on those people. And, and I've had a lot of experience with the, the with UW-Milwaukee in many ways and, um, and uh, great things to say. And, 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 and I, everything that you talk about, I know you believe because I've seen it through my, my career. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time and sharing some of your thoughts. Uh, this talent conversation is a, uh, is a heated one right now and probably will be for a period of time. And, and I look forward to talking with you more about it in the past. So thank you for taking the time today. Mike, I'm so glad you're engaged with UWM and uh, on board and, and uh, look forward to continued successes for your organization. And thank you for having me. Yep. You're welcome.